0: You're listening to episode 35 of the bookcast for Dwell, an Advent study and liturgy. This bookcast has been designed to give you another way to engage with the content of the book. Hi, my name is Rachel Fairbuck. I'm the author of Dwell and your host for these episodes. Today we're going to continue in week five with day five, and we're going to dwell on this theme of ongoing renewal. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. His presence does a work of renewal in and through our lives. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn how to know your creator and become like him. Colossians 3, 9-10 New Living Translation A tour guide in Rome once explained to me that as archaeologists dig down into the city, the layers of history meet them like the layers of a cake. They can see physically and figuratively how each historical period was built on the history of the years that preceded it. In our current church culture, we don't always do the hard work of excavating down through the layers on which our faith tradition rests. We take things at face value, reading scripture through the lens of our reality instead of the ancient context in which it was written. And while the beauty of our faith still shines through, our understanding of it is shallow. There are many threads that weave between the creation story, the exodus story, and our story. By noting them, phrases like Jesus died for you, you have the Holy Spirit, let your light shine, your identity is in Christ, and live your life for Christ suddenly have renewed meaning. Just as God first focused on redeeming Israelites' identity and purpose before leading them into the promised land, Jesus' death and resurrection redeems our identity and purpose as image bearers on this side of the promised renewed creation. God gave the Israelites commands to live by, setting them apart from the rest of the world. He does the same for us. Love God and love others. And as he gave specific instructions to Israel for rituals, feasts, and sacrifices— he does the same for the church with baptism, communion, and the Great Commission. God redeemed Israel from the slave identity and slave purpose in Egypt, renaming them and consecrating them in the wilderness. In the same way, we have been redeemed from our slave identity and slave purpose to the old creation corrupted by sinful disobedience. First Corinthians fifteen forty nine and given a renewed identity and purpose, one that is anchored in God's good design for humanity in the figurative wilderness of this life. Israel was freed from their Egyptian taskmasters, then sanctified and consecrated for the task of being God's priestly representatives to the world. Through Christ's death and resurrection, we have been sanctified and consecrated for the task of being Christ's ambassadors, carrying his message of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians five eighteen through 20 No longer are we working according to the will of that old identity. We are his representatives here on earth, so others can be reconciled to God through Christ as well. But a single thread stands out from all of the rest. God dwelling and co-ruling with his image bearers. When Jesus instituted communion, he did so while observing the Passover Seder. When we remember Jesus as our Savior with other believers, we do so rooted in a remembrance of God's enduring desire to dwell with humanity, to be their God and for them to be his people. Jesus goes a step further and explains that the Spirit will dwell with them after he is gone. Then he promises that God, both the Father and the Son, will come and make their home with those who love Jesus and follow his commands, echoing the promises God made to the Israelites. This is why Paul, Peter, and the other New Testament authors emphasize this idea that believers are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 1 Corinthians six nineteen twenty, Anointed priests Acts one seven, First Peter two nine, First John two twenty and twenty seven, and living sacrifices Romans twelve one through eight, Ephesians five one through two, and First Peter two five. Just as Christ was all three in his life, death and resurrection, we his renewed image bearers are as well. Believers are both individually the dwelling place of God and collectively his temple. We refer to this collective temple as the church. It is important to note that unlike the Israelites, we have not been given a specific pattern for building this tabernacle slash temple. We have a responsibility to care for the temple, hence why we have gifts of the spirit, but we are not the ones building it. God is. What a relief that while we partner with God in this ministry of reconciliation as messengers of the gospel, it is ultimately up to God to draw people to himself and redeem their lives. 1 Peter 2, 5-9, 2 Corinthians 5, 18-20 While it is not up to us to save, we are called to live lives that point people clearly to Jesus through our words and actions. Everything we do is done as the temple of the Holy Spirit, as priestly representatives of Jesus, and as a living sacrifice. Maybe you live out this concept really well, or maybe you are more like me. I don't always live with that at the forefront of my mind and constantly need the Spirit's help to do so. Christ's death reconciles us to God. Christ's resurrection brought us new life. It is the renewing presence of the Spirit that serves as a sign of that redemptive work of Christ in our lives a renewal that molds our life more into a life that reflects the image of Christ, and one that God can use to renew the world around us. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15:57 through 58 Thank you for joining me today as we dwell on the theme of ongoing renewal. Join me again tomorrow as we continue to dwell with God this Advent season.